0: that's right there at the beginning of your Bible. Um, and you'll see an Old Testament and a New Testament. Hopefully your Bible's kind of set up that way. From the standpoint it's not just all a bunch of books. It's Old Testament, New Testament. And you'll see Matthew and then Mark. So Mark is the second book of the New Testament. And so you can turn there and turn to chapter 2 uh, in the book of Mark. And as you're finding your place, I just want to encourage everybody. Um, and this is this is not just an encouragement to you, but an encouragement to really to me as well. Um, God is really working in the lives of our people here at Temple, like in a really big way, especially especially over the past several uh, messages um, last week, and, and, and I, had, I, had, I had several different people that called me and said, you know what, Buchanan, I finally found healing because I was willing to confess my faults to somebody else. I was willing to, to be open and, and honest about what it is, and they prayed for me, and, and I'm in the pathway to healing. Um, and, and even we talked about sharing our story and sharing Jesus and had people talk to me about that and how they were doing that. And so, like, what's really cool is not the fact that it's, it's this church or me or anything like that. What's cool is that the Word works. Can I get an amen? The Word works. Like, it's doing something in us and through us. And so, like, I don't want y'all to ever feel like that this is a waste of time or, you know, you got a million things on your mind and all that kind of stuff. Let's focus in on the Word because the Word can change us. It can change us. And so um, Mark chapter 2, hopefully you find your places in your Bible. If you didn't bring your Bible, that's okay. We're going to put it up here on the screen as well. Uh, now, if you don't have a Bible and you need a Bible, uh, get with me or one of the leaders. We will get you a Bible. I want you to have God's Word in your hand. But in case you didn't have it today, you can look it up on the screen as well. So we're at Mark chapter 2. If you're looking in your Bible or looking on the screen, if you're at Mark chapter 2, if you're there, say, I'm there. I'm there. Here we go. And again, he entered in Capernaum about uh, after seven some days. And it was noise that he was in the house, and straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no not so much as about the door, and he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they laid, let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why doth this man speak blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee? Or to say, Arise, and take up thy bed, and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thy way into thy house. And immediately he arose, and took up the bed, and went forth before them all, Insomuch that they were all amazed, and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Lord God, your word changes lives. Because you change lives. And so, Lord God, right now I I ask, Lord God, if there be anything, Lord God, that is that is in our minds or in our hearts that would hinder us from, from receiving your word today, Lord God, I pray it be put away. Lord God, I know there's 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 so many distractions we have in this world that we live in, Lord, and there's probably some things that are on our minds that are furthest from this place right now. And so, Lord God, I pray that, Lord, even though it was maybe a, a difficult car ride into the uh, to this place, and maybe there was even an argument that happened even in the parking lot, Lord God, I pray that be forgotten. Lord God, I, I, as there's people, Lord God, that maybe they had a a, a extremely difficult news that they received this week, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, you put that out of the way. Lord God, there may be some things that are happening today or tonight or Monday morning, Lord God, and they've got a lot of things that are coming up. Lord God, I pray they put those away. And Lord God, we would focus in on you and you alone. And Lord God, when we leave here, when we leave here, we leave with your word that, as we said before, changes lives. So we love you, we thank you, pray all these things in your great name, amen, amen. You may be seated, you may be seated. Uh, So we're in a series, we're in a series um, where um, we, and and just to kind of go back, and I keep on kind of going back because it really gives us a a place to where we can kind of see how we got here. Uh, but we had we had to take a step back about six months ago and really refocus on 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 what we do and why we do it and all that kind of stuff. And we focused on that our responsibility as Christians is to love God and love people. Love God and love people. That's the great that's the greatest commandment according to Jesus when he was that lawyer was talking to him. Love God and love people. And so we, we focused on, okay, why do we do what we do? But then we went through a series that went kind of all, all the way through the end of 2019. And I hate to even say the word because it is what it is, all right? But we did a series called Overwhelmed. We call it Overwhelmed because we're so gosh darn busy that, that Jesus is trying to work in our lives and through our lives, but we're just so gosh darn busy all the time that we don't allow Him to do those things. And so we had to get out of this place of being overwhelmed. Well, now that, we're, now that we understand we've got to love God, love people, now we, we, hopefully we're in a place not overwhelmed and busy like crazy all the time, now we're at a place, okay, let's really talk about Jesus. So the title of the series... Title of the title series we, we have is called, Who is this Jesus? Say it with me, one, two, three. Who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? And I know uh, maybe every single person in the room has heard the name Jesus, and maybe even we've been in church and all this kind of stuff, but we, sometimes when we talk about Jesus, we kind of throw around that word and that, and that name, that person very casually. When in reality, Jesus is a person, he's, he's a, a, alive and well, and, and he wants to do something in our lives. And so we need to understand who this Jesus is and why it's so important of what he wants to do with us. And so we, we've been answering some questions about what the Bible says about who is Jesus. And we talked about he is God in the flesh, and he's the son of God. We talked about he's the overcomer of temptation. And we've been looking at kind of these he is statements throughout this series. And so today's he is statement, if you want to look at it that way, is he is forgiver and healer. He is forgiver and healer. He is what? Forgiver and healer. He's forgiver and healer. Okay, now we're going to kind of take that up and, and look at that, but what we're going to do is we're going to stay right in Mark 2. The whole entire time, we're going to be in Mark 2. Now, you can read about this in the look uh, the book of Matthew, or you can read about this account in the book of Luke, but we're going to focus right in on the book of Mark. And so we're going to start back in verse number one. It says, Again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. Okay? That word noise basically means to speak a report, to let everybody know. Jesus was the talk of the town, okay? A lot of people knew that Jesus, where he was, and so it was to, kind of told to everybody guess what? Jesus is in town. Here's the house he's at. Y'all need to, <laughs> y'all need to come. Verse 2, and straightway, that word straightway means immediately, many were gathered together insomuch there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. Okay, so just so we understand, let's use this room right here. If this room was packed to the gills, like, person on right right next to each other person 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 maybe they'd flow up here and all that kind of stuff I don't know I, it may be the fact that there was like a person right here by Jesus and a person right here by Jesus and a person right here a person right here but it was so full that it filled the door you couldn't even get through the door that's how many people are in here right now it is filled the whole entire place there is no room for one more person and he preached the word unto them, in verse three. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four, born me basically carried, carried of four. All right. So Jesus, they, obviously, they know that Jesus can heal people and you know cure sicknesses and all this kind of stuff. And so it's noised abroad that hey, Jesus is in the house. And I'm guessing, I don't know about you, but I'm guessing that as soon as these four guys heard that Jesus was in town, they were like, let's get him to Jesus. And they, and they probably got them up as quickly as possible, I could see them running down the streets to this house, and then when they get there, it's full. It's completely full. There's nowhere in any way, shape, or form inside, and you can't even get through the door. Now, I don't know about you, but here's my thing. If, if, if I was trying to see Jesus, and it was so crowded that I couldn't even get to the door, guess what I'm doing? I'm going back home. Maybe Jesus will come back next week. Maybe you know, maybe he'll be here again. Like, I'm sorry. Like, uh, let's just be honest. If if there, y'all like your space, right? Don't you? Okay. But let's imagine if we all came to church, and that's how it was today. Some of y'all be like, "I'm gone. See ya." All right. Maybe there'll be less people next week. All right. And so that's our that's that would be my natural tendency. That would be our natural tendency. Like, I wanted to go see Jesus. I thought he could do something about the situation, but unfortunately, there's just no room but then that's not what happens with these four guys because I guess they're a little stubborn I guess they're a little determined I guess the fact that the fact that they were carrying him the four guys I would think that probably they had a relationship with this guy who was sick of the palsy I don't know if it was it, it could have been a brother it could have been a friend it could have been a nephew I don't know what he was right but for whatever reason, now here's, here's the thing. If he, it's one thing because he can't get there on his own, so four guys had to care about him enough to bring him to Jesus. Can I get an amen? All right? Okay, so there was something there that, that they had a relationship, and not only that, but they felt like Jesus could do something in the situation. They felt like Jesus could change something. They felt like Jesus, if they could get him to Jesus, my goodness, this guy may be healed. And so here we go, verse 4. And when they could not come nigh unto him him for the press. That tells you they tried to get through the door. That was the first thing. They couldn't even get through the people. So so they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Now some of you are like, man, that's kind of cool. They did all that. Let me help you with this. They did not go up on the roof, and then there was a little door right there. (laughs) There was this little trap door. They kind of, all right, oh, this is where they always lay the, like, let down people from the house. Okay? Does anybody have that at your house? You don't have, like, a special trap door at your house, do you? That's kind of weird, by the way. All right, if you do. But, not, like, you don't have that. All right? My, my roof is solid. Like, if there's a hole in my roof, it's not because I put it there or that anybody else put it there, right? And so here we go. The, the, they, they get up on this roof. But what I love about what it says is that, and when they had broken it up, Because here's what those roofs are made out of those roofs are made out of clay and mud and straw and so let's imagine this right now that, that when they got up there okay here's a roof we feel like we can we can maybe make a way to get him down and so they're they're tearing apart this roof little by little now let's put the people on the inside man something just fell from the ceiling like something just there's like some light peeking through, and that hole gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and you're probably like going, "What is going on?" And not only does that hole get bigger and bigger and bigger, but now there's somebody being let down from that roof. Now you're like, "What's the big deal about this whole deal?" Okay, guess what? let me help me. Let me help you. With this one is one is in order to get somebody Jesus, you may have to get a little dirty. You may have to get a little dirty. I mean, you know, I, I, unfortunately, sometimes when we, we've been in church for so long, we're like, okay, I'm over here, I'm church person, and that's the worldly people out there, that's the people out there, and so, um, like, Jesus, you want me to you want me to reach the world? Absolutely. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray for them, because maybe, you know, God can God can reach them. God can reach them way over there. His prayer, my prayer will get over there, but sometimes... Sometimes, you just got to get a little closer. Sometimes, you got to get a little closer, a little more personal, a little more intimate, right? A little bit closer to people, right? Okay? So, sometimes, in order to get somebody to Jesus, you got to get a little dirty. Okay? I think what we worry about is that we think, like, sin's contagious. You know, like, oh, my gosh, their sin's going to get on me. Okay? All right? Like, if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, God took care of your sins. Gotta get an amen? All right? Okay? And so here's the deal. If he did it for you and your dirty, nasty, ugly self, he can do it for them too. All right? So here we go. Not only that, but notice this. From the standpoint of somebody to get dirty, but they let down the bed where in the sick of the palsy lay. They were willing to take extreme measures to get somebody to Jesus. Extreme measures to get somebody to Jesus. And here's, here, here's what's kind of interesting, is, is as much as everything on the outside, all the circumstances, all the situations, everything that was going on was telling them, you can't get this person to Jesus, these guys said, nope, if I get them to Jesus, Jesus can change him, and I'll get them however and wherever and whichever I need to get them to, I'm going to get them to Jesus. Because here's the deal, why did they get them to Jesus? Because they believed that Jesus would heal him. They believed that. They believe that let me I'm just being honest with you um, because here's what here's what happens is is what we do is we look at it and go okay oh uh, uh, anything and everything but what if it what if it's what if it's embarrassing for me what if people reject me what if people talk about me I'm sorry these guys let me just be honest if I saw somebody cutting out my roof I'd be looking at going okay call the cops <laughs> somebody on my roof and destroying it like but they didn't care they didn't care. Whatever it took, they were to get that man to Jesus. Okay? And so here's what I want to help you with. Like, like Jesus, can, Jesus can heal. Jesus can forgive. Jesus can, can do awesome, awesome things in somebody's life. And sometimes our only responsibility, oh, this is great. Oh, this is so great. Thank you, Jesus. All right, here we go. Here's the thing. We can't do it for them. God can do something in their lives. And so, so many times, here's what we do. Oh, this is good stuff. Here we go. We try to fix somebody and then bring them to Jesus. Okay? Like, let me fix you all up, and then I'll bring you to Jesus. Let me help you with this. That guy wasn't fixed before he got to Jesus. When he got to Jesus, that's when he got fixed. I mean, here's one way, oh man, golly, it's on me right now, I'm sorry, okay? We, we, we feel like we're the experts, and we got opinions and all that kind of stuff, and we try to tell people how to live their lives, here's the deal, just point them to Jesus. Just point them to Jesus. Jesus is the one that can change, them. Jesus, and let me help you with this, sometimes what happens is, is, is we point them to us, and guess what? We make a bigger mess of their life than what Jesus could do. Extra stuff, here we go. See, this the first service didn't get this kind of stuff. So y'all, y'all, this is like bonus material, all right? Y'all should be thankful you're here right now during the second service. Here we go. Now, okay. Verse 5. When Jesus saw their faith, that's kind of cool, saw their faith. Not necessarily God's faith, their faith. He said in the sick of the palsy, Sin, excuse me, sin, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now here's okay, now. Now, if I'm one of those four friends, I'm like, wait a second, I just got shafted here, right? Because the reason why I brought my friend and lowered him down here, because I wasn't focusing on his sin, I wanted the guy to get up and walk. But yet Jesus points to his sin and says, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking going, okay, Maybe Jesus don't know everything he thinks he needs to know. Like maybe he's maybe he's a little off. Maybe I need to yell down to him. No, he needs healing. He needs to walk. Okay. Have you ever tried to tell Jesus what he needs to do? (laughs) You ever tell God what he needs to do? Like God, I don't think you understood me. This is why I came to you. Like I gave you a list. (laughs) Just check the things off the list. All right. He's down here. I need you to for him to walk. Okay, don't mess with the other stuff. Uh, I don't even, I mean, okay, all right. Don't, don't look at me like that. We all do it, right? We all do that. We all do that. Hey, God, wait a second. God, I had a plan, and, and, and I even prayed to you about my plan. And God said, wait a minute, what about my plan? Here we go. <laughs> this is going to be good, I promise you. This is not even the meat of the message. Here we go. Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. So he, here he is, he's, 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 he's palsy, he's he's, he's paralyzed, he, he can't walk, and Jesus points to thy son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now notice what happens next, verse 6, but there were certain of the scribes, okay, scribes being the religious people, okay, whenever you see Sadducees, Pharisees, scribes, these are religious folk, okay, religious people, sitting there and reasoning, Anthony, you were in the first service, weren't you? Okay, watch this, and reasoning in their what? Hearts, come on, reasoning in their what? Hearts, that's important, that's important. Reasoning in their hearts. Verse eight, and immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that, that they so reasoned within themselves, he said to them, why reason ye these things in your what? Hearts. Now here's where I misspoke in the first service, so there you go, I get, that's why I like two services, I get an opportunity to correct myself. I said, man, isn't it really cool that Jesus could read their minds? But Jesus wasn't reading their minds. He was reading their what? Their hearts. He was reading their hearts. Isn't that good? Aren't you glad you stayed for another one, Anthony? Come on, man. He was reading their hearts, not reading their minds. And I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But there's a big difference with what's going on in my mind versus what's going on in my mind hearts. Here's what's really interesting about my mind. My mind I can make it out to be that hey, I can, in my, this is really cool in my mind I can make up a bunch of lies I can tell you what you want to hear I can, I, I, can, I can make it all look pretty and nice and all that kind of stuff, tie a little bow around it, all that kind of stuff. Look at this how great and wonderful I am and all this kind of stuff. And your mind you can conjure up all these lies but guess what can't lie? your heart your heart because here's what's really cool about this is that your heart is what your heart is whatever's in your heart that's what it is you can't conjure up something in your mind to change what's in your heart and, you, and man this is so good golly thank you jesus why reason you these things in your hearts Verse 9, whether is, is it easier to say the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say arise and take up thy bed and walk. He, said, he, he, he points the, to the thing and says, okay, what do you think is easier for me? Do you think it's easier for me to say forgive the sin or do you think it's easier for me to say get up and walk? Now here's here's where I'm kind gonna, gonna go away from. I, I did a lot of a lot of study this week and, and every single commentary I wrote, or, or I wrote, excuse me, I'm not writing commentary. Apologize for that, okay? But every single one I read was 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 going in a in a in a little bit of a different direction, okay? And and, and I looked at it and I'm like, no, that's not what the word is saying. And here's what I want to say about the whole commentary deal. Commentary is a man's opinion. Can I get an Amen? It's a man's opinion. Okay? All right? I'm not looking for what another man has to say about the Word. I'm looking about what God has to say about the Word. That's what I'm looking for. Okay? And, and, and it was just something in my spirit was just saying, like, because I, 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 here's the thing, the, God showed me from the standpoint of what, what was important right here, and then I read commentary to confirm what God is showing me in His Word, and if the commentary didn't go with what God showed me in His Word, that don't need to be put in the message. Okay? Like, that's, I'm glad that's how you feel about the scripture, but that's not what God's telling me in the scripture. And so here we go. Whether it's easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and take up thy bed and walk. Now, here's what I want to help you with. Because what happens is we look at those two things and we say, obviously, obviously, the most important thing that Jesus can do right now is to help this guy get up and walk. We think that the the physical things that God does far outweigh the spiritual things that God does in our life. Let me help you with this. Let me let's just say let's just say it wasn't it wasn't a, a both and situation. It was an either or. Let's say he was either going to have his sins forgiven or he was going to get up and walk. Now, if his sin is forgiven, he he, he if, his, if his sin are forgiven only his sins are forgiven, the man stays. In his, in, his, in, his, in his paralyzed state, has to have friends take him wherever he goes for the rest of his life. If we just say from the standpoint of get up and walk, okay, he gets up and walks, and, and, and his life is a little more comfortable and easy from that point forward, but here's where it changes, is in light of eternity. In light of eternity... In light of eternity. In light of eternity, this guy right here, if he gets up and walks and doesn't have his sins forgiven, he walks on this earth and then is forever destined with hell. Forever. Because he still has his sin. But if he only gets his sins forgiven, he may never walk on this earth one step, but he will forever walk with Jesus in heaven for eternity. And so we look at these and go, okay, so we have this whole, we have the forgive sin or to get up and walk, and what I want to help you with is that the, the the spiritual things that God is doing in our lives far outweigh the physical things that He is doing in our life. I'm going to explain that in just a minute. Verse ten, but that ye, but that ye may what know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He to the second apology, verse eleven. I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. But notice what happened. Why did he get up and walk? Why did Jesus heal him physically for the point, verse 10, go back to verse 10, for the point, verse 10, that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to what? Forgive sins. Let me help you with this. Jesus' Jesus' objective with this guy never changed. His priority never changed. The the one thing he he needed from the beginning was the same thing he needed at the end. He needed his sins to be forgiven. Let me help you with this. He, He needed his sins to be forgiven, and guess what? Him getting up and walking was just bonus and it was this from the standpoint of it's bonus but it's also to be able to look and say hey look that when it, when they saw that guy walking around it wasn't about looking how much look at how much Jesus heals physical like like things that we have in our lives sickness uh disabilities whatever. it wasn't to look at that and go man look how awesome Jesus did in healing this man physically every time that guy walked around it was a reminder of that Jesus could heal him spiritually. Spiritually, now, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Now, let's talk about this. Let's really talk about this, all right? Because, because we, we need to understand that God is wanting to, to affect our lives spiritually and affect our lives physically. But let's be honest. We focus so heavily on this side. On the physical side. And here's how I know that, okay? Look at your prayer life. Look at your prayer life. Think about what you go to God in prayer. God, I need you to do this, I need you to do that. I need to do this. I need to take this circumstance. I need to do this certain family member, this certain co-worker, this certain purchase, whatever it may be. All these different things that we go to God about all the things, the outside circumstances and situations. That's what we go to God about, right? Okay? And so a lot of things is, is what we want to see God do is something that we can tangibly, physically see. That's what we want from God. And unfortunately, I hate to say it this way, but it's almost like we treat God like a like a um, like a, a heavenly slot machine. We put a little prayer in the slot, and we hope for a big return. Like, hey, I, I prayed God, and so I'm going to put it in there and and, and, and here's when I'm saying a little prayer, we want to put the least amount of prayer in there so that we can get what we want out of the deal, right? Okay? And, and, and what happens is we get mad at God. We get an attitude with God because, God, I prayed for these things, and they didn't come back to me. I didn't receive a return. I didn't get anything in the process. God, you didn't show up in my physical needs. When in reality, when in reality... I'll use this, this, this example is from the standpoint you put that little prayer in that slot machine hoping for a big return when in reality God's not answering prayer because here's what he wants to do, he wants to deal with the greed in your heart. He wants to deal with the greed in your heart. I promise you this, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say this in a a I think it is, I know this from Scripture in my own life, that God is more focused on what he's doing in you than what he's doing for you. Big time, big time. God is, God is way more focused in what he's doing in you than what he's doing for you. And so we look at this and we see this guy and the thing about it is that, that yes, he got physical healing, but, but the most important thing was that what changed in his heart, what changed in his heart, his heart was changed. And, and, and we look and say, well, why is, it, why, why is this happening in my life and why is that happening in my life? And it seems like I pray for this, and the opposite happens and and then I, I pray for the opposite and that, then the the other thing happens oh, can, I, can I get a witness? Can I get an amen? Hello like what, what's going on like god i i I prayed and and things aren't changing and things are getting worse and what what's going on, God? It may not be from the standpoint of what God either is not is not or is answering your prayer, it may be what he's trying to do in your heart. Maybe what he's trying to do in your heart. I don't know if y'all have noticed, but the past couple messages have been focused so much on our hearts. God wants to do something in our hearts. He wants to do something in our hearts. i I use this example. This Sunday morning. Sunday morning should be, if you are saved and you know you're saved and you put your faith and trust in Jesus, Sunday morning should be the highlight of your week. The absolute highlight of your week. Now, here's the reason why I'm saying that, okay? Because hopefully you've been doing this all week long, but you have an awesome opportunity to come together with fellow believers and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You get that opportunity. And I don't know about you, you can say what you want to, but in a room when you get a lot of people getting happy about Jesus and praising God, it's encouraging. Man, it helps. Man, I'm like, man, this is great. But sometimes we don't come in that way. And why do we not come in that way? Because of, well, you don't know how my week's been, Buchanan. You don't know how many things I've gone through. You don't, you know, you didn't get the doctor's call. You didn't get the boss this week. You didn't get the, hey, you know, the the, the heartbreak and the breakup and the pain and the agony. And so, Buchanan, if I'm being completely honest, it's like I'm kind of dragging it here. Just please, God, give me something so I can drag back in the next week. Now, why is that? Some of it is, here, here's what we do. We say, I haven't seen God all week all week long. I haven't seen God work in any way, shape, or form. And guess what? He's been working the whole entire time. He's been working the whole entire time. You may not be able to physically see it. You may not be able to physically touch it. But what's going on is that that God is in the process of working on your what's the H word? On your what? Heart. He's been in the process of working on your heart. And and, and what and, and, and you're and here's what's frustrating. You right now is because it's been same old, same old, week after week after week after week after week and you're wondering, like, what happened here? Like, why, why does it seem like, I, I, I can't tell you how many people, they'll come into church, they'll come into church, I did my church thing, put on my happy face, everything's going horrible in my life, but hey, blessed to be here, right, okay? And then we go on and do the same thing, and the same old, same old, same old, and then we'll go years like that. We'll go years like that. And because we didn't see God, we just, when God's been trying to work, on our hearts he's been trying to work on our hearts majority of the time and I'm not trying to be be to say that in in an ugly way but majority of the time when we have an 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 issue a problem a a frustration bitterness whatever like that that is let me say none of the time none of the time the 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 attitudes we have the bitterness we have the frustration we have let me just tell you the hell with this that is not from God do you have bitterness in your heart If you have anger in your heart, if you have frustration in your heart, if all those things, let me help you with that. God didn't put those things there. He didn't put those things there. You put those things there. But here's the deal oh man, this is so good. He doesn't want those things in there. He doesn't want those things in there. He has no desire. And here's what's going on, is that you're like, well, well I, I, I'm praying for these things, and God's not delivering, so I have an attitude with God. When God's like, you know what, you think you need this. You think you need that. You think you need this. But in reality, what he's saying is like, if I, I, I can't give you these things and do these things because I'm not so much focused on the things you have in front of you as much as the things that you have inside of you. I want to get some stuff out of your what? Hearts. I want to get some stuff out of your heart. Probably one of the best things every single one of us can do is pray the, pray the prayer. I'm going to butcher it, okay? I'm sorry. But it, it, the, the, the verse says, uh, Search me, O God, and know me, and see if there be wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. I butchered that verse bad. But it, it talks about, like, look, like, Lord, look at me. Look at my heart. If there's something in me, in my heart, that needs to be dealt with that is wicked and, and awful and terrible, Lord, like, start with, oh, this is good. Lord, if you're going to do anything in any way, shape, or form, Lord, start with, okay, there's a, there's a little, little small word. This is really hard, okay? It, start, it starts with an M and ends with an E, okay? A little small two-letter two, two letter word, okay? If you're, God, if you're going to do something, start with me. Start with me. Start with my heart. Do something in my heart. Because I'm telling you guys, and, and let's just be real, let's be straight up with what this verse. You know what those things that are in your heart? It's called sin. Sin's in your heart. And here's the deal. He wants to, hey, one is, is he he died on the cross to take care of that sin for you, and he doesn't want any more sin to in any way, shape, or form affect your heart. He wants you to have a, verse Versus he wants you to have a clean heart, a pure heart. But in order for that to happen, we got to let God into the heart. Because again, going back to where we are with the verse, is his sins being forgiven was paramount, far greater than any step he would take on this earth. If God could change his heart, (laughs) This is so good. Oh, man, this is great. If God changes your heart, if God changes your heart, that's enough. That's enough. If God changes your heart and he doesn't do a blessed other thing for you, but he changes your heart, praise be to God. Can I get an amen? Amen. If he's doing something in your heart, man, this is so good. I'm so excited. so excited. Because here's what's really cool. Man, this is so good. So good. Verse twelve and then we'll we 'll pray, and immediately he arose and took up the bed and notice this, and went forth before them all went forth before them all where so if we 're saying this, Jesus is right here here 's the man he gets up he 's got to walk straight through every single one of those people to get out, and every single every single person every every single person he passes is not saying wow, wow, look at that man walking. No, they're saying, wow, that must mean that Jesus can forgive sins. The physical healing itself, even the physical healing we see, him walking down the way, is still pointing back to what Jesus did in his what? Heart. What Jesus did in his heart. Insomuch so much that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. Now, couple questions and then we'll get to our invitation couple questions i'm really going to point to this is this is probably the, the the meat of the matter how's your heart how's your heart now here's what's really interesting about this is that the 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 one the, obviously there's there's things i can't see and there's things i can see but i cannot see your heart i can't see your heart only you and god know what's in your heart but how's your heart how's your heart is there is there is there things in your heart like like bitterness and anger and frustration and 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 even brokenness and sadness it, are, there, are there are there are there things that jesus has wanted to do in your heart but we did this we said no god you can't have that like you can have everything else god but you can't have my heart like, let me help you with this. He wants your heart. He wants your heart. He wants your heart. But here's what's really interesting to in this, is that in order for Jesus to get our heart, guess what? We have to be willing to give it to him. We have to be willing to give it to him. Now, I'm going to say this before we get all standing and all this kind of stuff, that, that when it comes to salvation, that's what Jesus wants too. He wants your heart. It says, "If we believe in our heart that God has raised Him from the dead, we confess in our mouth. We confess in our mouth and believe in our heart. Why do you think it says it doesn't say it doesn't say confess your mouth and believe in your mind? Believe in your heart, right? When it comes to salvation, if you've not put your faith and trust in Jesus, and I'm not trying to because sometimes we use this and it, and it, like you need to give your heart to Jesus, but that is in reality what you're doing. You're giving your heart to Jesus." You're allowing, God, you're allowing God to say, you know what, I, 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 my heart has a big old hole in it, okay? If you're not saved, if you've not put your faith and trust in Jesus, you've got a giant hole in your heart. And there's only one thing that can fill it, and his name is Jesus. Can I get an amen? Okay? So maybe that's, your, maybe that's your step you need to take today. You need to put your faith and trust in Jesus. And I, and I don't know why I'm, I keep saying this. I think it's because there's somebody in this room that's like this. I don't care how long you've gone to church. I don't care how faithful you are. I don't care where you serve. If you have not put your faith and trust in Jesus, you've not given Him your heart, like now's the time to do that. Because I'm telling you, when you get to the end... When you get to the judgment, they're not going to check your church attendance, your church membership, how many hours you served, what life group you were in, uh, you know, how much money you gave. They're not checking any of that. The only thing they're checking, come on, tell me, what is it? Number H? Yeah, number H. Okay. Man, that was really good, and I just totally blew it. All right? The only thing they're checking is your what? Your heart. And if they find Jesus in your heart, then you can, you can have a home in heaven forever. But even if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, how's your heart right now? How's your heart right now? I promise you, this is what's going to happen. We So many times we look at God and we think that what God does on the outside will change the inside. And it doesn't. Let's just be straight up. It doesn't. You pray a prayer, you pray a prayer today and God answers your prayer. And then you pray a prayer tomorrow and He don't answer your prayer, you're mad at God again. The only way things change in our relationship with Jesus, it's not about what he does on the outside. It's about what he does on the inside. The inside will affect the outside, not the other way around. Let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand. is our invitation.